Welcome to a football show, Thursday night football, Titans-Steelers edition here. Of course, on the 440 Sports Network, brought to you by Sinker's Beverages. Cheers. And the Kingston Group. Do you have a beverage this evening, Zach? Do you have a beverage? No, I do not. No? Yeah, okay, all right. Staying sober, that's fine. Uh, by the way, Sinker's Beverages is the only place you can get this beautiful bottle of Russell's Reserve. Zach Lyons himself helped pick it out. So go to Sinker's Beverages and get you some of this. Here we go, boys. All right. Kingston Group, buildkg.com, you know the drill. If you missed any of our SEC preview, that's going to be on the previous edition, so check out that video, check out that podcast. We're going to have time for you guys to discuss what took place tonight. Uh, QC Hawk already, who played worse, Titans O-line or D-line? I might have a surprising answer for you, Zach, on that. So do we want to start with Will Levis and begin the entire conversation with Will Levis, or do we want to start with why they lost the game? Wherever you want to take it. (laughs) Um, all right, let's let's start with the quarterback because I I do think he played a, a much worse second half than a first half, but I think he got a ball player. I think he got a ball player in 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 the quarterback. The the guy just gets it. Uh, watching Kenny Pickett on the other side, the open throws, the open receivers, the arm strength, all the stuff is there for Will Levis. He got hit what eight eight times tonight, nine times I think on the last drive. If you add that plus four sacks, tough guy stood in the pocket. You know, look, didn't finish drives in the red zone like you suggested they needed to uh, on on the preview show. That needs to be – there's a lot of things to work on here. But in game two as a rookie – I don't think at the fault of the quarterback for what it's worth. No, no. There, we're, we'll get to all the different things. But I think I came away from this – look, there's game two, totally different situation. Week, You have two weeks to prepare for an Atlanta defense at home. You have two days to prepare for a Pittsburgh defense on the road. Totally different situation. I thought he acquitted himself very well. We can we can talk about some of the missed throws in the second half if you want to, but ultimately for a player in his second game in that situation, I ultimately I walked away going, I, I, I think the Titans got a ball player at quarterback, Zach. I think they do. I have no complaints. Like I said earlier today, the Titans winning and Will Levis looking good are two mutually exclusive things. And the Titans lost today. But Will looks pretty fucking good, and I am, I'm, I'm happy. I am, I am annoyed at other things. But as far as what the future outlook of this team looks like, it still looks brighter than it has in the previous, you know, seven weeks or whatever, six weeks, I guess. I'm excited to watch it again. I'm excited to watch what he does against a Tampa Bay team, against Todd Bowl, uh, Todd Bowles' Tampa Bay defense that has good corners. Can he keep up with a team that has Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, uh, Cade Otten, you know, uh, Payne Durham, you know, these guys that are all pros, you know, pretty much on the other side. Can he keep up with them with being down, trailing Burks? And not having anybody other than DeAndre Hopkins to really throw the ball. But Kyle Phillips, KP, baby. It was a KP <laughs> kind of game. And nice he looks good. Um, you know, they're going to be on the road again next week. But at least they have an extended period of time between now and then to kind of like game plan a little bit better. But I, I'm all in on this Will Levis experience. And I'm letting myself believe that everything that you see will Levis kind of like struggle with right now in these last two games, which isn't much is fixable. It's fixable with a better offensive line. It's fixable with better pass catching talent. It's fixable from his end point. 
uh, it's fixable from the offensive coordinator standpoint. Like it's all fixable. So it's not like, it's not like watching, you know, I, I don't know what quarterback is probably best. Uh, maybe Zach Wilson. Like if Mike White or Zach Wilson have a good game for the New York Jets, you, you know that that's just a fluke. Now we've seen two good games, one great game, one good game. And I would say today is a good game. I don't really care about the interception at the end. That's a guy trying to make something happen with 11 seconds, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, I don't, you you got to try to win the game at some point. Like right, you got to try to win the game. Right. So, so I, I mean, a great game and a good game. That's he's in six quarters. He passed Malik Willis's career uh, <laughs> passing yardage. So like I, I'm all in to, to me and a lot. I can, I'm, I'm actually genuinely surprised that. And I, we're going to get to all of your questions because you guys are pouring in and I love it. You guys are all here for it. And I'm, I'm down. I am shocked at how much hate Tim Kelly is getting. So we'll, we'll get to Tim Kelly in just a second. Uh, Did you not watch the game today? Uh, well, we'll get to that in a second, but I, we're staying with, with Levis for just one more minute because I think the truth of the matter is a veteran quarterback playing with those offensive linemen in that situation on a short week with those pass rushers on the road, I think a veteran quarterback would struggle to deal with some of the things that Will Levis had to deal with. I do think he could have had three interceptions in the second half. I, you know, there was a lot more than just the one bad throw. There was a bunch of them. They, the Steelers made good adjustments in, in, at halftime, and I'll give them credit. They make millions of dollars, and their coaches have been doing this all season. This is what the Steelers do. They let you into the red zone, and then they shut you down. They don't score any points in the first half. Then they get one big play in the second half, and then they win the game somehow. This is what they've done the entire season. So I, this is what they've done to veteran quarterbacks. This is what they did to Lamar Jackson. So, like, I'm not all that upset about what Will Levis did or didn't do. There's a lot of other things we can get to here. On, on the Tim Kelly issue, on like, I, I am curious, because all you guys crushing Tim Kelly here. I, I thought... Deservedly the, so. I thought the drive that they scored their, the game's only touchdown, brilliant play calling. Oh, by, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that Tim Kelly didn't have his moments, but this was by far his worst perplexing, confusing game. Okay, give and me the... Here with its... Let's work okay, through the ahead. moments. Let's work through them. Tell me the. No, let me ask let's the talk about the you. bad stuff. That's what everybody wants to talk about. Let's talk about what lost the game. The what lost the game is his conservatism on several different drives where he decided to run it on third downs. That's what loses you the game. All the other stuff is great, but if you're losing the game when it matters most, then the other stuff doesn't matter. And let me say something. This does not wash away all the good that he has done up until now. But he had a bad game tonight. It was his by far the worst game he has had that wow. you can say, point to him and say, this was Tim Kelly's worst game. This was not because of poor execution. This is because of poor play calling. Okay, so when I'm, what I was asking was, give me the specifics in what you said was conservative. Now, the first time I can think of that is at the end of the first half on third and 10 with 20 seconds to go. I actually have no problem with that whatsoever. The statistical probability of completing two passes for touchdown versus taking the three points, I, I don't know how much that changes the outcome of the game. I, I'm okay with them ending the half. You give the guy that you give your ball. hot hand the chance. I get it. I get the argument. I don't think there's I don't think that's the reason they lose the game, though. So now let's go to the other conservative play call, which I'm assuming you're talking about is running the ball on third and four with Tajay Spears at the 48 yard line. Now, if the reason they clearly did that, and the reason I'm totally fine with it. It's because they were going to go run, for it on fourth run, down. run. It's not just that. It was run, run, run. 
And then you take a really big deep shot instead of an easy maybe layup in the middle, the you, you the the big shot to Traylon Burks. This was not a good game. The, there there is no there is no good game from Tim Kelly in the second half. And that's what matters. I don't think Tim Kelly had many options. That that's what I that's what I I, I, th- I think that I saw Jalen Duncan playing tackle. I saw Andre played, Dillard he played two playing snaps. tackle. <laughs> he played two snaps and guess what? Didn't allow sack or pressure. That's he true, held up true. pretty well. They probably should have kept him in. But Will Levis was making plays. Like that is what you got a quarterback for, right? You don't stifle Patrick Mahomes. You don't stop stifle Josh Allen when you are in this kind of game and Will Levis is dealing. And guess what is the weakest part of this Steelers defense is the secondary. You let your quarterback go make plays. He handcuffed himself, and that's what he did. That is his decision. Okay. He play, made the okay. play calls. For, first, I think the most difficult snap outside of probably the last drive for Will Levis where like the pressure's on to win the game, right? Like outside of that drive, I would argue the most difficult snap of Will Levis's entire two game starting career is first down on his eight yard line with the crowd going crazy inside your own 10 with the game on the line. And what does Tim Kelly do? He calls a brilliant play, play action, deep smash route to Traylon Burks and Will Levis makes a perfect throw. Perfect play call, brilliant play call. And got him out of the end zone. Then he picks up another first down with Derrick Henry. Then the drive gets stopped by a couple of plays. There's a sack, I believe, in there. And then they punt the ball. But they flip the field in a conservative game that's 16-13, where you have a three-point lead. I thought the play calling was totally fine on that drive. And that was one of the most important drives of the the game. I thought the the defensive line gave Kenny Pickett the entire game to throw throw anything he wanted to to anybody he wanted to. And the red zone. If we want to criticize Kelly in the red zone play calling, I, I'm I, I'm all good. I'm all good I'm, with that. I'm, Let, I'm let's criticizing Tim Kelly the whole second half. It doesn't matter if he's on this two yard line of the the Steelers two yard line or the Titans two yard line. That second half is trash. That's a trash second half. I I, I, I thought there were a couple of plays that are again. I'm not going to say Tim Kelly was great because they lost the game, but I think he the entire offense, Levis included handcuffed by the fact that the offensive line had, I mean, look, the offensive line is what it is. I don't know how many times we've gone over this in a year and a half that they're going to have to use another first round pick on an offensive lineman. Like they're going to have to spend in free agency on the offensive line. Like they have to build around Will Levis. So I I, I get it. I I just don't know. I I don't have a problem with running the ball with Tajay Spears on third and four. If you know, you're going for it on fourth down, the shot to Burks was because the defense dictated the shot to Burks as the only option they had on that play. If you want to blame that on Kelly, that's fine. Maybe it was a good play on the Steelers' defense. I, okay. I think the offensive line and the defensive line were the problem. Because Kenny oh, Pickett... I, made- I, I, if you're talking about players, totally agree. I think offensive line, defensive line. I think you could throw in secondary, too. But the, really, the defensive line left the secondary out to dry because they couldn't yeah. do anything. I, I totally agree. I, I I think there I don't think Tim Kelly is solely to blame, but there there is they he is a big part of the reason why they lost that game because it's not like the offensive line all of a sudden was really great in the first half of it, really bad in the second half. In fact, they kind of quit blitzing like in the middle four or the middle eight of the game and all this stuff. Like the Steelers were kind of making it easy for them. It's the same offensive line they had through the whole game. It's shitty through the whole game. So how can you go 153 yards in the first half and then just go, well, now it's, you know, 100 yards because, you know, 
the garbage time going down. But like for the majority of the game, he was just five for 10. Like that's uncalled for. I, I just think that's ridiculous. Hmm. I, I guess I, I, I mean, in my real time reaction to the game, especially the drive that Pittsburgh put together to win it, which was all on the defense for the Titans because they, they made, they took the one deep shot to Deontay Johnson and they happened to pick on Trey every the one time. Otherwise I thought, I can't believe I'm saying this Christian Fulton has played probably three straight games in a row that are pretty good. I texted you. I was like, is he playing? Like he, he looked like a pretty decent football player tonight and to the other previous two games that the, uh, Molden had a couple of bad penalties. I, I you know, the, the holding penalty was pretty ticky tack probably could have called that one, you know, probably that's a 50, 50 call that could have gone the other way. Uh, but I think but, that was very ticky tack. Yeah. And the third, the third and one to Warren on the end around, like you just got Jack Gibbons got beat, man. You just got beat. And then on the, on the, an, another running well, play just, with Warren. That's an evergreen comment right now. <laughs> I mean, Oh, wow. And then Jack Gibbons got beat. Like who could have thought so that one? Three, three big plays on that drive, which is what the Steelers have done all year. Like th- the defense, you cannot give even a quarterback. Like to me, one of the, one of the positives for the Titans from this game is watching the differences in the two quarterbacks. Like you just see the skill and the talent that is on another level with Will Levis than Kenny Pickett and the, the uh, flying the football over receivers, wide open, this wide open, that throw it into the ground. Like it's just, it's obvious that there have different levels of upside and ceiling and different talent, but Kenny Pickett, for whatever reason, he did it against the Ravens a couple weeks ago, made the big throw down the field. Jalen, Jalen Warren had two big plays running the football and they finished a drive in the end zone and the Titans didn't. The Titans had the ball five times inside the 25 yard line. And you said it today on the show. One of the the biggest issue is going to be red zones. They got into the inside the 25, five times and they scored one touchdown. That's how you, that's, you got to you got to score sixes, not threes. And if that's Tim Kelly, fine. If that's the offensive line, fine. The Steelers also scored theirs, and that's on the defense. You know, I, I'll say this about this defense. Um, I I hope that whatever lesson they're trying to teach Chair Tart, whether that's like family over money, or you know, <laughs> you got to make sure that you lock the door before you leave the facility, put your weights up. I don't know what lesson they're trying to teach Tart. But if I have to see fucking Kyle Petko out there on first and second down for extended periods of times any further, I may just like drive wherever they are at and just throw Kyle Petko's suitcase somewhere in the ocean or whatever. Because like, why is he out there and not Tier Tart? Unless there's an injury, Tier Tart should be out there. Fuck your lessons. Fuck your moral lessons that you're trying to teach someone. Fender in the uh, linebacker in the PFF grades. Well, first off, he's not the best. It's Bobby Wagner. So that my PFF Miami Dolphins fucking lied to everybody and got everybody in a tizzy for no reason. Second off, look at the running lanes that they're generating. Or I guess oh, I don't nuts. know if it's that's what it is, but look at the running lanes that the Miami Dolphins are generating for David Long to walk through. No linebackers getting that right now for the Tennessee Titans. This is no, fucking no. embarrassing and ridiculous defense. Um, Kyle Pecco is a waste. That's Mike Herndon's guy. Mike Herndon want him to be on the 53 so fucking bad. And look what <laughs> that's gotten the Tennessee Titans. Mike Herndon doesn't know anything about run defense. That's what I'm going to tell you right now. He doesn't know shit about run defense. Putting Kyle Pecco out there. 166 and, yards rushing, five and a half yards of carry with two different guys. With two different I don't guys. Even know, I, I mean, I, I saw Tier Tart maybe for like 10 plays the whole game, it felt like. But every time that they get a big run, it's Kyle Pecco's fat ass not doing anything. 
It's ridiculous. And Jack Gibbons, ridiculous. A ridiculous human being to still be playing football, starting football, and that amount of stats. I don't fault Eric Garer, Trey Avery for anything that they're doing. They are being asked to be something they are not. Like, we have to remember that. Yep. Roger yep. McCreary is out. Eric Garer's having to stop in. Sean Murphy Bunting Byard, left early. Let me say something. I've seen so many tweets saying, like, man, they really miss Kevin Byard. For fucking what? Like, to me, Kevin Byard would not have prevented anything that happened today. Yeah. Kevin yeah. Byard does not prevent anything that would have happened today because you know what was the problem? You let fucking Najee Harris go crazy on you, gain chunk yards, um, nothing about it. And listen, and people are like, well, you know, Jim Schwartz is gone and look at what the Cleveland defense did. Well, like, yeah, if Miles Garrett was fucking here, that'd be great. But this team right now is not the same team that Jim Schwartz has had the last two years. He's they they technically have had better yeah. players the last two years when the Tennessee Titans were here. This was this is the problem with going halfway on a glow up and a blow up. And yeah. Harold Landry disappeared this game, and he shouldn't have against a rookie right tackle. And then he looks slow trying to go out there in coverage. It's just. This, 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 the Tennessee, the reason I'm so upset and frustrated because this was a winnable game. This was yeah, such true. a winnable game. And the things that we were supposed to rely on heading into this season is what failed the Tennessee Titans. The, the, the defense, specifically the run defense, I thought was terrible. And the pass rush was terrible, especially after what we saw against they, Atlanta. They, they and then this pass-blocking offensive line that they built is not a pass-blocking offensive line. <laughs> it felt like, so the, the drive, so they go 14 plays, the Pittsburgh Steelers go 14 plays, and and they, they settle for the field goal. Uh, then the Titans come back, and that's when the screen passed to Henry, which, again, you, again I thought was a pretty good call by, by, by Tim Kelly to get the screen pass to Henry right around midfield. Will Levis made a fantastic play on that because he took it right in the face. Makes a throw. Henry makes a great play. Gets it down into he field made, goal range. He makes throws that you're just they're you're not Patrick supposed to. Mahomes desk, right? You're not like, supposed I mean, to. Yeah, they're not Patrick Mahomes like he's contorting his body and like making right. sidearm throws. Right. But they're throws that no human should be making. No, his arm is his arm is absurd. Which is and, and but the very next possession they get Pittsburgh in a three and out. And this was before they get the ball inside their ten yard line. Right, the, the Titans do. They get Pittsburgh on, I believe, maybe not a three and out, but like a four and out or something like that, because they actually on third and like seven or eight, they blitzed. They finally blitzed and they got Kenny Pickett forced to throw the football quickly and early. And they, you know, they got to stop, got the punt. And that's when they end up with the ball inside the 10 yard line. And Will Levis makes the brilliant throw. And I think Tim Kelly made a brilliant first down play action call to Traylon Burks. And we can get to Burks in a second. But to me, like, I agree with what, what you're saying about some of these players. You, you, I think Jack Gibbons is in the same group as Garer and Avery. They have been promoted beyond the point of competency. They are not supposed to be playing in those positions. Sean Murphy Bunting was out for most of the game after getting hurt early in the game. That would have been the guy who was covering Deontay Johnson on that deep shot down the field. Like, th There's a lot of other pieces on the defense, but the, the fact that Kenny Pickett, a mediocre offense with a mediocre quarterback and a mediocre offensive line, it, it could just stand there all day. Like that's the issue to me. Like that was the thing that, that I, I think will, I think will Levis made some mistakes. I think he locked on predetermined way too much with Deandre Hopkins in the second half, but those are nitpicky things on a rookie quarterback playing against a great defense. 
the, the context around the two sides of the game are like you have an elite defensive line and you got just stonewalled the entire game. You have a rookie quarterback and a terrible offensive line and you gave yourself a chance to win. Like to me, it's almost all on the defense. That That's how I see it. And I understand the complaints about play calling. That's okay. But like to me, the defense like and, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you should not be uh, like forcing that group to go out there and get stops every time. But this is not one of the better offenses in the NFL we're talking about with the Steelers here. Like this is Kenny Pickett. <laughs> I, I just the, the amount of times he would just throw a football over a guy's head. I'm just like, oh, my God, like this guy's not very good. If you would have swapped <laughs> like, the quarterbacks and the Steelers would have won by like 35 points. Like if you would have put Will Levis with the Steelers yeah, and the probably. defense played exactly the same, if the defense played exactly the same for the Tennessee Titans against Will Levis as they did Kenny Pickett, he would have torched them. Would have torched him 262 yeah, no, yards versus 160 is ridiculous. And and it's it's just like again, the wins and losses don't matter. And yeah, I'm I watched I don't like watching football where I know that one team is clearly better than the other. It doesn't matter if I root for them or not. I hate when the worst team wins. And I think it's clear. I, I think it's really clear that really the, the better team did not win this game. What was the best unit, though, of like, I don't want to count special teams, but of the four units, isn't the Pittsburgh Steelers defense the best of the four units? And didn't they play yeah. it like that? I mean, especially after losing their Holcomb, their starting well, linebacker. I, you know, in, in I, I don't, game. I mean, I guess technically, yes, because TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith and that. But I Dude, feel High, like Highsmith was... I don't feel like the Tennessee Titans played up to the level that we've seen them play on okay. defense. So, so it's, it's kind of like, yes, but it's not like a by a wide margin, if you get what I'm saying, because there yeah. were injuries yeah. and stuff. I mean, to me, it's it's all about the quarterback, man. And like. Well, well so just, what, I don't know. If I'm you can, very ecstatic about the quarterback. I don't know if you can scroll back enough. You got to go up to find Wood, Woodrin the Pooty. <laughs> my favorite name. Uh, this is this is ultimately probably the most mature and savvy takeaway from the entire experience because you can go crazy uh, analyzing a little bit plays here, play calls there, reads here, reads there. The team is not going to win a Super Bowl. Levis played well. I'm not bad at. I'm not mad at this. We have hundred thousand dollars in cap space next year. Let's develop Levis and build around him for next year. If even Al million. Michael, unless he's talking like kilos or something, maybe he's like in yeah, hundred million. That's right, hundred million. Yeah. If even Al Michaels, who I'm not sure prepares for football games anymore <laughs> as a broadcaster, and I've always loved Al Michaels, but if even Al Michaels is sitting there with Herb Street saying. Well, clearly, uh, you know, the Titans have found their guy. <laughs> like, the, the, there is no discussion. If Will Levis can put his team in a position to win a football game in that situation, game two, three days of practice on the road against one of the best pass rushes in the NFL, with one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL, with very little help from your defensive front on the other side of the ball, if you can put yourself within the 20 to win a game on the final few snaps, I'm, I, I, this is not meant to be disrespectful to Ryan Tannehill, but you're done, dude. You are a good veteran uh, backup. If they go back this to Ryan Tannehill Levis. for whatever reason, if they go back to Ryan Tannehill, I don't care if he's healthy or not. If they go back to Ryan Tannehill, I'm not watching the game. I may not right. be able to watch it anyway, technically, but I'm not going to go back and watch the game because it's no <laughs> point. That is, There's no point in watching a, a team that does not care about itself. Yeah, th there was – I can't remember what – drive it was maybe it was the last drive of the first half 
where Levis is on the side. They have Levis on the camera on the sideline. And he's talking with Hopkins, and I think maybe Vrabel's in there, and then maybe there's like a, a like Charles London's in there, maybe two or something, and like he's clearly upset with himself. I think it was the deep shot to Hopkins down the left sideline that didn't work out, and then and then maybe it would have maybe it was the last drive of the of the first half, or I can't remember what it was. It resulted in a in a field goal, not a touchdown, obviously, and like he was frustrated with himself for missing something. For missing, like, and and everybody on the sidelines, like, patting him on the back and get, like, we, you and I haven't really had this conversation yet, and we'll have time to do this. But, but the energy boost that the team got switching from Mariota to Tannehill, that I, I think we all kind of saw that happen in real time. The the team was energized and confident. Th- this intangible thing that Will Levis has, the poise, the confidence, the leadership, this stuff that he's got. there's a reason the Titans are putting out social media clips of Jeffrey Simmons screaming. Like I told you about this guy. I told you about this guy. Maybe some defensive play calls or something. (laughs) Maybe he should scream at his linebackers or his safeties to make a play. I will say Um, this. Vrabel put the blame fully on the defense. He did not. He said Vrabel. And this was his presser today while while we're doing this. It wasn't about the offense. We've got to play better run defense, affect the quarterback, make tackles. They they did that not affect Mike Rabel's stance. Did not affect the quarterback. 166 yards rushing over five and a half yards of carry. Uh, to to and and they gave up the game winning drive in the fourth quarter. Uh, Kenny Pickett stood back there the entire game. At Alex no Highsmith. Alex Highsmith generated 11 pressures against the Titans, nine of which came in matchups against Andre Dillard. Dude, Andre. Here, oh, here's the other Andre. Thing. Can can I say something about Andre Dillard? Because there's a couple different plays I want to talk about. First off, he is a fucking weakling. I have never seen anybody just not want to be physical in in pass blocking, right? What's supposed to be his bread and butter. This guy fucking refuses to make contact with anybody. And then him diving at the feet, I, maybe he lost his contacts or something, going for an immediate chop block right off the snap. Like, what the, f- this guy, I would have played Jalen Duncan the rest of the way. Oh, I don't know. I'm not going because crazy. Because you know what? <laughs> let, me tell, let me tell you something. You know what you got in Andre Dillard. I don't know yeah. if you know what you got yeah. in Jalen Duncan, and it may not be better. And we said that you couldn't be, be- worse than Dennis Daly. Andre Dillard is worse than Dennis Daly. And maybe Jalen Duncan is worse than Andre Dillard. But give me some unknown, I guess, at this point. Like, uh, here, Andre Dillard is not it. Here, so this was, I thought this dynamic, and I, I do want first, my first observation about the offensive line outside of the, the terrible pass blocking. Um, number one, I, I thought they could have been called for false starts the entire second half. Am I crazy? Yeah, well, this is a new it, thing, it looked like I guess, were... in the NFL is that like there, there, there's some kind of leeway that you get in, and Jeff Schwartz and Mitchell Schwartz. Is it Jeff Schwartz? Yeah. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Schwartz, the Oregon offensive line. Yeah, 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 yeah. They both have talked about it. That there is some like there's some weird one second leeway thing, and it's not to us, it's offside, really? but there's not like it's really offside. And I don't think I'm describing it correctly, by the way. I don't think I'm describing it like a one second leeway type deal. But there's some they've explained it. Like like a beat. All I can like, tell like you a, is that there's is it's something about either th- when the ball is moving like they're moving quicker than the rest of the offensive line but the ball is actually moving like i think that's what it is, okay. is like okay 
The ball it, is moving, but none of the offensive other offensive lines they're, they're timing it like just perfectly. Almost. I think they finally Supposedly. called it. They finally called it on Dillard eventually, like at the very end of the game. But I was like, dude, they've been false starting the entire second half. So maybe I need to go back and and check up on that. But here's the thing: like I thought, Raiden's uh, look. They put Raiden's in at right tackle after MPF hurt himself holding TJ Watt on like the second play of the game. And he was buttoned up, chin strap, standing right next to Vrabel, ready to go. I am convinced that they just thought he couldn't do it uh, against TJ. So uh, Raiden's actually, I'll say, look, he, he he didn't win the game against TJ Watt. TJ Watt wins those games most of the time. But I thought Raiden's, okay, fine. Took the spot. I would have liked to have seen an MPF at left tackle. Like uh, just in, anybody, anybody. Anybody else. other than Dillard, man. I mean, anybody like... Else. And here's the other My thing we God. said on the show today that I think they could have done because at some points during the game, they had those guys lined up so wide. They had them. Watt and Highsmith were out so wide the entire game. A couple of times at the very, like right before the snap, they'd bring them back in, right? And get them closer to the tackles. But most of the time they were out so wide. Quarterback draw. Design, design a play to give them just a second to hesitate coming off the edge. Because they did a lot of screens, they did a lot of dump offs to try to do that, and it didn't really work. <laughs> so, I just quarterback draw up the middle. They're, w- they're in a bad position, man, with this left tackle situation. It's bad. And tread deadlines pass. There's nobody coming in free agency. Like, you have to get, yeah. Yeah. you know, Olu Fashanu and Joe Alt. Like, you, you have to get one of those guys, and I don't know if they're going to be in a position technically to get them. Because guess what? They found a fucking quarterback that can actually still make plays even with a bad offensive line. Like, that's the thing. That's the thing that we haven't really said about Will Levis is that he's actually elevating the the offensive passing game with a bad offensive line. We're talking about two back-to-back impressive performances where he goes over 200-something yards. And they have, you know, they... And he's 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 making plays, and so like at this point, here's an here's an idea. You just got to Yeah. Are you ready he to just, move Skaronsky? Are you ready to try no, him or no? No. no. Okay. Just All keep right. him with, at left guard because I mean, I'm, I'm then you. who you put in left guard? I I'm Corey Levin. I, don't, I mean, maybe Raidens, <laughs> I guess. But then who are you going to put at right tackle? Because I don't know if MPF is long for this team if you couldn't, you know, get in there. I think NPF or left tackle and right tackle is fine. I think if you want to get crazy and start swapping people around and instead of just moving one person, you change three different people around. I think that's just asking for disaster. I just don't think that's what you do. And you have the ability to get a left tackle in this draft. Yeah. Yeah. I just, and I don't and, see the point in it. And, and Hubbard generally you come out, I mean, outside of the trailer right. Burks type of concussions, which, uh, th- like the only concussion and they, I ever they got had... extra time now too, right? Yes, I mean, yes. They had yeah. Hub- Hubbard will be back at right tackle, so maybe Raiden's Hopefully. is your left tackle, and maybe that's your yeah. maybe that's how you do this. But uh, uh, again, real quickly on on Burks, by the way, like I know it doesn't look like a, a, a that crazy of a play, but for a guy who caught had a, an extremely severe concussion last season, uh, the only concussion I ever got in a game playing football for like seven years was the exact same way which is you go up for a pass as a receiver on the sideline, you turn your body to catch it, and then the guy hits you in the chest, and when you fall back, he, your your neck snaps and you hit the ground. I I, I couldn't walk. So like well, they 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 said know. that he has walked 
walked out. Uh, Teron Davenport reports Traylon Burks just walked out of the locker room on his own, stopped and talked to one of the coaches, then walked onto the bus. So good. that's good. That's great. That's good. Uh, that that's good. Uh, yeah, yes, Stony, try some shit. That that is exactly the the advice I would have is 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 try some shit. I I think ultimately, and and I don't know how much I you know the secondary they've been giving up the curl routes and the dig routes and the over the middle stuff the entire game. We don't have to talk much about Gibbons. We don't have to the entire season. We don't have to talk much about Gibbons. I think Christian Fulton does deserve credit, maybe more than the two sentences He's we've given him. Games. I mean, it's amazing when like some. I I think what happened personally is that the Jeffrey Simmons comments of three or four games ago, where he said y'all need to decide if you want to be here or not, and then he started looking at what his contract situation was, and he started realizing, oh, I need to get my shit together. And he's played three pretty good games since then, so I want to give him credit for that. Um, as well as, um, and, and Edmonds, you know, he made the one really bad play where he got caught inside when he should have been outside yeah. on the run play, but otherwise you, he, he runs around a lot. <laughs> like he, he flies around the field. He's, he's hey, all he almost had a really great pass breakup. I mean, that was just a yeah. really good throw by Kenny Pickett. His one good throw was right then and there. Yeah. McCreary, Sean Murphy bunting. I, I think this is Both a different, out. I think this is a different. Yeah type of game potentially because again they played pretty well on defense with their defensive line hanging them out to dry in the secondary sorry the secondary played pretty well uh and other than the big play down the field to Deontay Johnson and of course the George Pickens play which like frankly that's the most George Pickens play I've ever seen in my entire life which is like oh you make a perfect play with a perfect throw and you're wide open and you are, are lazy and you can't get the foot down. Like I, you know, the Titans kind of were... sad that our offensive identity relies so much or the offensive success relies so much on fucking Chris Hubbard right now. Yeah. That's, that's a bad thing. Um, <laughs> bad. But like, honestly on the first drive into the red zone, Kenny Pickett should have hit the, the, the end breaking route on third down, threw it into the ground. Pickett should have gotten his foot down. So kind of the Titans were lucky to have stopped them to field goals for most of the game. I, again, I put it on the defense. I, Let's finish positively here, though, Zach. Sinker's Beverages, Kingston Group. I think th- there are very few times covering this team, which for me started in 2016, but I've lived in the city since 1998. There are few, and I, I was a diehard Mariota fan as a college analyst, just not as a pro prospect, but just as a fan of the guy. I, I, wa- I loved watching him play. I never knew if he was going to be any good in the NFL. I, I didn't know. I think Levis has shown you in two games in, in one very difficult situation and one less difficult situation that there is no reason not to build your entire franchise around what he is doing right now. And everything else should be decided based on that. Your offensive line decisions, your draft decisions, your free agent decisions, your contract decisions, your play calling decisions, your fucking everything. It should be designed around number eight is your starting quarterback week one. Who may be number season. seven when Malik Willis is gone next year. We don't know. Oh, he's going to switch I'm, it up? I'm, you never know. That's that's what people th- uh, tend to think. So I'm kind of waiting to buy a Will okay. Levis jersey. Because I'm all in on Will Levis. Like, I was wrong. I don't care. I don't care that people like are, oh, you remember when you said never Levis? Don't fucking care. Doesn't matter. It's called adjusting your thinking when you're presented new information. And uh, I'm all in. I was this, wrong. I don't. I don't have an ego where I can't admit that. This is this is what you pay me for. This a new shit has come to light, man. New shit has come to light, and and I, I think 
the whole point of life is to change your opinion when new information comes to like that's the whole point of life. So I, ultimately, that they had a chance in the red zone to win the game. The drive at the end of the first half, frankly, with the two throws to Kyle Phillips, were just absurd. Oof. The throw to Nick Westbrook Akine was absurd. The throw on the yep. screen pass to Derrick Henry was absurd. The throw to Traylon Burks. The throw. Well, to I Traylon, don't know why they stopped letting him eat. I I get it, but the throw to Traylon Burks on first down with the terrible towels going crazy, the loudest that stadium had been the entire game, backed up inside your 10. They go play action on first down and let him go down the field, and he did it? I don't know, man. Uh, I think I, I think it's okay to be pissed off about the loss and concerned mm-hmm. about some of the other positions and to be very excited about the quarterback. Yeah, I think that's, that's okay. That's just kind of where I'm at. That's just like I'm, I'm, ba- I'm mad at the inept football that was played against the Steelers in a winnable game. But I'm also really happy about the the future prospects of Will Levis, and it seems very yeah. clear that you got a guy to build around, and that is your that is Rand Carthon's job. Like that is your job from here on in when you're scouting, you because they're probably getting in pretty close. There, I mean, I think they scout twenty four seven, seven, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But when you're building, you're in the midst of probably constructing your big board, right? So when you are making priority, uh, sending your best scouts to priority games and doing all this kind of stuff and building your big board, it should be with Will Levis in mind. What does Will Levis need? Does he need a speedy deep threat guy like an Xavier Worthy that could possibly in the second or third round? Does he need uh, a big bodied wide receiver? Do Should the priority be left tackle? Yes. Yes, it should be. <laughs> But, you know, when you're doing your free agency boards, this is something you're going to be looking at. Should we spend all of our money on defense and and then build our offense and let them all come up together? All I know is that right now, yes, they lost. But my God, I I am just he makes throws that just are like, what the fuck? Like even really that almost interception to Chig in the end zone at the very end of the game before the actual interception. He was like, I've thought, got a I big he was gonna I thought he made it through. And really, if Chig didn't actually dive behind the defender and just kind of like stayed there, he could have got it. Well, that uh, was one, that's one of those where he's like, I'm gonna throw this football through a brick wall and I'm gonna see what happens. I'm gonna see what happens. Uh and I'm fine with that. Look, he's a rookie quarterback in his second start on the road against Pittsburgh. I don't know how many times I need to say, like, I'm reminding myself, but like through that prism, everything I saw, despite a couple of mistakes or nitpick here, nitpick there, there was one, for example, there was one in the first half where he should have put it in the dirt on a screen and instead he threw it to Spears and they lost seven yards when they were in field goal range. Like, that's okay. All right. He's a rookie quarterback. He's not going to do everything perfectly. Like, it's it's fine. So uh, I, I think they get some playmakers around him, but most importantly, they get the offensive line figured out. I actually do think they have the play, you know, whatever you think of tonight's game, I think they do have the play caller to fit his system, his arm and his talent for right now. And I do. I, and I agree with that. Like ultimately I'm not saying fire Tim Kelly. I'm not saying, you know, Tim Kelly has sucked all year long because neither of those things are true. Right. And Tim Kelly has been dialing up deep shots all year long, and now they got the quarterback that can actually complete the deep shots and complete other things that neither of these other quarterbacks could have done. And they, this seems like 
to me, it comes down to the offensive line blocking. And in the previous games, it came down to, you know, Ryan Tannehill missing wide open guys, people dropping passes. You're still having drop passes in this game. But the I'll say this. Whenever you target Kyle Phillips, good things happen. We know that whenever you target DeAndre Hopkins, good things happen. Josh Wiley, I guess they decided to ease him in today into you, the game plan, which I think is a little odd. I think that's a mistake by you them. Bet, you better include my guy. And you know I'm going to love some Ty J Spears. And no, like no, well. no. Oh, he, NWI. Yes, oh, I'm all better. in on I like NWI. Because that, uh, that throw with a guy hanging on his leg, yeah. NWI breaks off his route and goes up the field, and and, and Levis just is like, here you go, 35 yards down the field for a first down, or 25 yards or whatever. But like, uh, NWI is my guy, so make sure you throw, throw the ball to NWI. Well, um, and I'll tell you this right here. Um, Will Levis apparently just sat at a chair in his locker room, you know, just like, you know, looking into space, you know, kind of like the competitive psycho thing, I guess. Or he's just fucking it. weird. I don't know. I mean, he could just be weird. Um, but either way, I, I think that Levis is got everything you want we've talked about it since he got drafted that he has everything you want he's just got to put it all together and we've seen him put it together more often than not and i would say way more often than not these last two games and that's important i i think that i just find some of the things that were done today not by will levis but pretty much the offensive line the play calling the defense where i'm just like left scratching my head thinking what what did they do these last few days? Like, what were they thinking? The Atlanta or the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line is worse than the Atlanta Falcons offensive yeah. line. So what in the world happened? Where was that fire I don't know. from this defense? Why could they not toss these guys around? They, they Honestly, they looked. I'm, this is maybe part of the answer, actually, and I hadn't thought about it until just now. They look tired. They look tired. They look tired. A, that's what it was. Short week, they look tired, and uh, you know we again we can argue about this or that. I, I think my per, my personal blame falls on the, the defensive line, giving Kenny Pickett all day to throw the entire time and giving up 170 yards rushing, and you know not getting stops in the fourth quarter like I, that. But but you know like it, it's a team game. You win and lose as a team, and and you know I I do think the Levis um, brief moments of lapses with his internal clock says Stony there in the comments. I think sure there's times in that in that two minute those two two minute drives or whatever at the end of the game where maybe you want them to throw the ball a little quicker. But again, these are minute things that you are gonna train out of a guy when he's had more than two starts in his career. Like I just like What we, do you think about the Spears thing? Because Spears kind of backpedaled and 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 whatever, but also I think it was a bad throw. I don't think it was. I think it was like on both Will Levis and Ty Spears. The almost that... touchdown. Oh, oh. So, okay. If you go back. So I like the view of the 22 a lot better when they showed that. Because it made more sense to me after seeing it that way. I, I think because Spears is open. Spe Spears mm -hmm. breaks past the defender and he's open. I think Levis actually throws it properly. I'd, I think a natural receiver you don't want to turn all the way around to like lose the football and then go over your other shoulder to look for it, but you can't go backwards. You, you can't go backwards. So I don't think it's, it's one of those. It's just unfortunate. I don't think Levis needs to take a whole lot off of that throw. I think he probably placed it fairly well, maybe a little underthrown or a little overthrown, but like not by much. I think Spears has to keep running. Like you got to keep, you got to run through the football. And, and so I yeah. think that that's the one that should have been caught. I think by Spears, 
And when you turn too early and start backpedaling, that's when you get caught up and you don't you don't you don't maintain your momentum enough because he was open. Good play call, good read, good throw, mostly you know, Spears is running. So. It seems like there's one every every game where there is a, a, a good design play that is poorly executed by someone mm. that would have ended up with a touchdown. And, and sometimes that's football, man. Sometimes that's football. And it's the difference in the NFL when they get paid millions of dollars. That's sometimes the difference in full four and three and five. So you got to keep of- D hop no matter what in the offseason, by the way. You have to find a way to keep D hop uh, and then not have to go in and need like three wide receivers. Yeah, and uh, you can draft offensive linemen. A lot of good winnable games down the stretch. I know Jacksonville's record is 6-2, and two, but they may not be as good as that, so it's still very winnable to catch them. and win a couple of games in a row here. All of a sudden, you go to, you know, 5-5, five and five, and boom, you got you got seven games to finish the season with a chance to be, have a winning record. And I think Will Levis has proven he's capable of giving your team a chance to win, which ultimately is like the last thing when you're evaluating him. Ultimately, you're like, okay, I want to see manage the game, manage the clock, quick release, read a defense, you know, all the things, pr- productive, efficient throwing. At the end of the game, win the game. That, that's that's the last thing you, you ask the, him to do. And I think, you know, he's given him a chance in two games. He's won it in one, and he was in enjoy the rest of the ride. Let's, let's see what he can do. I think that's where we're at. So, okay, we'll be back on Monday. If you want SEC game previews, check out our previous episode of a football show. So we got three episodes this week, so go check that out. We talked a little SEC football in there as well, so go get to that. We've also got videos on the 440 Sports YouTube page of all the three big SEC football games, so check that out as well. Uh, of course, football and other F-words, you got stackingtheinbox.com. I'm sure you got some stuff coming for the wonderful folks uh, coming up over the weekend and, and uh, during the mini-buy, so make sure you check all that out. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you guys for showing up tonight in the comments on, on a late night after a Thursday night game. Love having you guys here. It's the reason we do it, so we appreciate it. Uh, For Zach and me, Sinker's Beverages, Kingston Group up there, we do appreciate it. You want this fancy bottle of Russell's Reserve that Zach picked out with his own mouth? It's delicious. This is my first time tasting it, by the way. Delicious. So go get it. I got you. See this bottle back here? Right here, Zach? Yep. See that one right there? That one's yours. I've been eyeing it. That one's yours right there. It's for you. So whenever, whenever whenever I see you next, you got the bottle of whiskey for you. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to Sinkers. Thank you to Kingston Group. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great weekend.